Hey guys, welcome back to step four of how to find the pageant for you. Today we'll be reviewing a little bit of last week, which is step three, considering your strengths and weaknesses, as well as step four, review the pageant requirements. That is something that is so important. So before you commit to a pageant, you need to be sure that you review the requirements carefully. Make sure that you meet all of the eligibility requirements and be aware if there are any fees or time commitments involved, as in making sure payments are due at certain times or even they require X amount a week of your posting time. Ask about payment plans and even write out your own budget to get an idea of what you are actually committing to. So let's get into today's episode of talking a little bit about your strengths, your weaknesses, and knowing what your rules and responsibilities are. All right, let's get into those rules and responsibilities. Things that you do not realize that you really need to be paying more attention to in pageantry is what you're signing, what you are agreeing to, and that's just to actually compete at pageants. Some pageants don't require you to sign any sort of paperwork. Most do because it comes down to, you know, being able to take pictures of the pageant and share those for marketing, you know, materials for the next year. These are things that you may not realize you're signing, but you need to be reading everything. I got my hands on a very big, 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 big pageants contract, and I have been enjoying reading it. That has been like my new pastime is reading through contracts because you do not realize what you are actually agreeing to. Y'all, it is crazy. Some of those big time pageants out there, we're talking international systems, are saying that they can use you and your likeness for up to like 20 months after the pageant has concluded. Like you will be done with your reign if you don't win and they can still use your likeness. How crazy is that? So we need to really talk about one, your strengths and weaknesses going into these competitions. What do you bring to the table? Not only, you know, what are you good at? If you're good at interview, you're good at talent. No, we want to talk about the things that you bring to the table, that business forward boss babe or boss man mindset. That's what we're talking about. So let's talk a little bit about those strengths and weaknesses. Some weaknesses that I know I figured out pretty quickly in pageantry, I hated having to practice. I hated having to go to any sort of prep materials for pageantry. I just wanted to be on stage. My mom should have just submitted me in a bunch of talent competitions and just let me do competition dance. And I think she would have saved a lot more money. However, it is knowing where your strengths and weakness lie. So my weaknesses were definitely preparing myself behind the scenes and actually getting ready for the onstage competitions. And my strengths were just being able to go on stage. That was definitely my strength, being able to talk to people, being able to put a mic in my hand, you know, at the age of 10 and still being able to speak to adults. Like that was my strengths. So once you've kind of figured out what you have to offer to the system, that is your marketing strategy. I've been working really closely with Rosen Media Consulting over the past year, even though I know I'm no longer competing I still like to keep my skills up to date on social media and making sure that I am being able to market myself and who I truly want to show myself as my true self 
on social media. And so thank you to Chloe Rosen, who is sponsoring this episode from Rosen Media Consulting. If you're thinking about revamping your pageantry Instagram or even your pageantry journey as a whole, definitely reach out to Chloe at Rosen Media Consulting on Instagram. But guys, this is something that you do not realize really takes time. That prep work that I was missing out on, that was my biggest weakness, is what was holding me back from winning. It was holding me back, putting me at first runner up. I was not winning because I wasn't prepping. So you got to take those weaknesses and make them your strengths. Like literally take it by the chains and make it your person. This is your thing. You're going to fix this. So now that you've figured out, you know, what are, what am I good at in pageantry? This is what I want to capitalize on and what I can do to help these systems. If you are good at social media, work your butt off on social media because that's where people nowadays, I was watching YouTube the other day, people get their fashion sense from influencers and Instagram models or Instagram baddies, like people like to say, but that's where people in pageantry are getting their inspiration. Who do you want to be like? Oh, I want to be like, you know, Olivia Culpo, because I love that she was Miss Universe and she has such a great thing that she stands for. And um, she's also really big on Amazon storefronts. So it's like, I look up to her and aspire to be her one day trying to make that passive income. Like, duh. So you have to look out for things like that. So do you want to be the trendsetter or the trend follower? That's the bigger question here. Now that we figured that part of it out, let's get into step four reading those rules and requirement, making sure that you understand what you're agreeing to by just deciding to compete in this pageant and hopefully winning. What are we actually getting ourselves into here? So sometimes they already have it laid out for you. You can ask, you know, directors, like, what are the rules and responsibilities? They usually have something that you'll sign as like, I agree to compete. If not, X, Y, Z. Every pageant is different. Let's just put it there. There's those local weekend pageants that you don't have to sign anything, but just here's my name, my favorite food, like simple things. That's just your bio sheet, not your actual contract to compete. So when you get into these more national systems or even state competitions, they're looking for you to sign off on, you know, waivers that if you get hurt at the pageant, you're not going to sue them, things like that, which I know scary lawsuits, but it happens every day. You would, you would be surprised. So What are you actually agreeing to with these pageants? Things that are red flags, let's go ahead and talk about it. If you have to owe them money to get out of the title, if you are to win, because theirs may be considered a non-compete, and you may have another title out there, because it's okay, we've got girls out there that have multiple titles. If you're good at pageantry, you're just good at pageantry. You do you, boo. Like, people are in this for all different reasons. So, if they are wanting money out of you, if you were to win, I would just advise not competing at that pageant because odds are you're probably going to win. If you're good enough, you're doing this out here. This is your sport and you've mastered the sport and you're winning every weekend or doing something. And this is another pageant where you have really good faith on winning. I don't tell you not to do it, but I definitely want you to think about if you're going to have to pay someone bukus of money to get out of a title or you're doing another pageant that is a non-compete and you have an open title you need to talk to your director that is already your director for your open title about this situation. Another red flag, prize packages. So let's talk about things that the pageant is supposed to give you that you are signing and agreeing to as well as this director should be signing and agreeing to on your forms as well. 
So if they say we're going to give you, you know, a laundry list of things and it's from the pageant system and nowhere in their contracts does it say that, you know, if something happens, we won't get these to you of like, we don't have the money or something. Make sure you're reading those, those little lines in the many, the many different pages of these contracts. But the other thing is you also have to understand that a lot of sponsors give things to pageants that don't always go through with their sponsorship gifts. And so is that in their contract that the sponsors, if they don't give you their gift, it is not your fault or your responsibility to go get that gift. It is your director's. And if they can't get the gift, oh, well, it's a wash and they need to have that in their contract. So these are things that you're agreeing to and they're agreeing to give you as a thing. Other red flags to be aware of if they can, you know, take control of your Instagram accounts or take anything from you that they didn't make for you, you know, didn't make your Instagram accounts, but if they made you a jacket or they made you your crown box and, you know, gosh forbid, we out here being cray cray and posting some stuff we shouldn't be on Instagram and you get your title taken, you better be knowing what you're about to lose because you were playing the risky game. These are, I love to give you both sides. I've been a director for an international system and I've been a contestant. Now being on the outside of pageantry, it's so nice because I get to watch the middleman fight. It's so great of deciding what to do with this contestant or what to do with this director. It's amazing. It's so fun. But these serious conversations need to be had either with yourself, with your friends, with your you know, husband, boyfriend, mom, grandma, auntie, whoever is helping you prepare for this journey, make sure that you're getting down to the nitty gritty and understanding what you are agreeing to. Because if you agree to do your X amount of posts or you agree to do this, you're going through with what you need to do. Then you are good to go, my friend. You are ready to take on that pageant. We only have two more steps left in our how to find the pageant for you series, but I don't want to scare you. I know I feel like the last few episodes I've been just scaring you, but I want to give you the real raw truth because I wish I would have had that at age five. My mom could have definitely benefited from hearing from this from someone else out there that we could trust. And I am your trusty source here at Crowning Moment Podcast. Casey has got you. Do not worry. But you know, just take it day by day. Really do your research. That's the best thing I can tell you to do here. But also what are you bringing to the table and what are you going to get back in return for that? What is this going to do for your career? What is this going to do for your pageant journey? What is this going to do for you personally? I know we all say, well, I want to be selfless, not selfish. It's selfless. It is a selfless act to do something that is going to better yourself in the end. It's not selfish. It's selfless. Because in the process of doing pageantry, you're helping so many people you may not realize through doing different, you know, drives and helping out feeding the homeless. Like there's different things that you do in pageantry that you are giving back constantly to your community. So I encourage you, look up that next pageant, find what you want to do next, figure out what your strengths and weaknesses are, and go and find the pageant for you. I'll see you next week for step five. And don't forget to check us out on Instagram at Crowning Moment Podcast and all podcasting platforms and YouTube. Bye, guys.